Welcome to Becoming Iconic, the masterclass for you by me, Jen Spiegel. I am your host and also the founder of Becoming Iconic, which is a global brand supporting entrepreneurs in their life, business, and most importantly, leadership. I am so glad you're here. Enjoy. Here we are, pillar two of a five-part series in the masterclass. So you're having five masterclasses in this series to support you in massive growth and momentum in 2022. Pillar number one, which happened last week, was all about you, your pursuit of relationship with you and knowing you are worthy upon arrival. That is the seed and the foundation we laid for all other pillars. It needs to come from that. This constant acknowledgement of self and celebration of self and realizing that you are the most important thing on this list of action items and to do's and pursuits in your life and business. It all stems from you and your personal leadership. So pillar number one was laying the foundation. If you've not listened to it, you can continue on with this pillar now, but I do recommend you go back so that you can start connecting the dots. Pillar number two is a big subject and it's spirituality. And it's so interesting to me how a lot of my clients have been curious and have asked me to support them in their spiritual journey for themselves as they build and grow diamond lives and businesses. And it was actually quite surprising to me. I didn't expect that, but it is a huge honor and privilege and also responsibility to be an example and to share conversation around what spirituality means to me. And so as I open this conversation, there's a few things I want to do to set the table. Number one, becoming iconic is full of diversity. And it is one of the things I am most proud of. There are all sorts of religions and beliefs and humans and culture and all the things are within becoming iconic. And it's because I have always been fascinated and welcoming to different perspective in my life. I do not believe there is a right way and a wrong way to anything. And you're going to hear this as I teach spirituality. I love something that's different because I love the art of conversation. I love the practice of discernment and I love learning through people. And just loving them for who they are, for where they are, and being able to have that connection on a soul-based level. This is a part of spiritual practice for me. It's connecting soul to soul. My private clients, they know this about me. I mean, we have deep conversations. People hire me to scale their businesses, and we do, but it happens in the most surprising of ways. I mean, we're talking about spirituality, and I want to grow to seven figures. Yeah, we are. Yeah, we are. Because when we can see how big and bold and meaningful everything is around us, we start to expand to that level. And we will only stay the size, the the depth we are when we are excluding the spiritual world. When we are denying, that's probably even a better word, denying the spiritual aspects that get to support and hold us as we grow and foster these gorgeous memories, experiences, lives, businesses, et cetera, even relationships. So I do want to 
say that I refer to my belief system as God. I am firm and concrete in that. I have a very, very connected, deep relationship to God. I always have actually. And I know that that may not be your practice or what you call your representation of source or universe or love or Buddha. There are so many names out there, but here's what I love about God and what I call God is God meets you where you're at. God is the most compassionate, loving leader we have ever witnessed or laid eyes on or allowed our hearts to rest upon. I say he or she, you're going to hear me call God both because I do not believe God is a gender. So when I say he also know I call God, she, so let's not get caught up in those semantics. Okay. Because for me, just clarifying that God is definitely not gender specific, but God, what he will do for us is meet us in a way that we can receive him or her. You know, she will hold us in times where we need deep compassion and grace and love and where we are feeling hurt. God will take on that role of compassion. And then God also will hold us in strength and be a guide when we are walking through times of not only growth, but celebration. I mean, my God, I'm getting high fives all the time. I'm getting God winks. And you, those of you in the community, I think I need to like trademark that term because I use it all the time. But God winks are all around me at all times. That's not exclusive to me. That is available to you at all times as well. It's our awareness and our ability to see and receive constantly. So let me give you the backstory and move into spirituality in terms of how this all fits in the pillar. So the backstory of me, I grew up in a very religious family. And here's the thing. I have to just give thanks first. The religious family was the foundation and the seed for me and who I am today. I'm very grateful. I was brought into a family that had a belief system because it really did foster who I am now. However, I never fit into the religion. I remember being so small and feeling so curious and rattled by what I was witnessing. There was a level of peacefulness inside of me where I knew I was like, hmm. I think we're missing the mark here, but I also understood this was like a human experience. I got that from a, the youngest age I can remember. It just was very clear to me. And so in this church I was participating in with my family, they actually wore uniforms. So, I mean, I think a lot of churches, you can relate to that. Like there's a priest who wears the robe, but this was like, in fact, a uniform and the, the background story to the uniform is actually great. And I understand where it came from, but they were definitely hanging on to it and really starting to separate themselves. So what I witnessed when I go to church is these people in uniforms up front. And then the rest of us who were in street clothes, we kind of sat in the pews or in the back. And what was said without being said was the ones in uniform, they were more committed. Yeah. They, they were more committed to God. They understood God more. They were, they were in the deep work and the rest of us, we, we hadn't quite taken that leap. That was the sort of underlying tone to the church. And I just didn't buy into it. I remember thinking, you're no better than me. 
he doesn't love you more than me. You're not more committed than me. Maybe you've made more commitments, but that doesn't make you more committed to the relationship. Do you see the difference? You have may have made more rules and commitments, but that doesn't make you more committed. And spirituality is in fact a relationship. Spirituality is in fact something that you get to bring into everything within your day. And so I'm grateful for the experience of the church and that religion, but I very quickly realized I didn't believe in religion. I actually believed in God and I believed in love and I believed we were loved and I believed that everything was so beautiful and beautifully created from a very young age. But it did plant some stories and narratives that I carried right into my adult years as early as last year. And so I recognize as much as I sat there and challenged what I was seeing in my mind and in my spirit, I also did pick up on some things and carry some things along with me that I now know as religious versus full of spirituality. So here's the thing I'd love to teach. That's just where I came from. I'd love to teach that spirituality is not attached to a church or religion. And as a matter of fact, I would say the biggest spiritual practice is all internal and with you. A church and religion can often be a great support system for somebody as they are walking in their journey. And for some of us, like myself, I never really felt like I needed that. And so the pursuit in my relationship with God and spirit has always been an internal one, has been one that has challenged me, has been one that has provoked certain ideas and thoughts, and has always made me a very contemplative person. I realize nothing is by accident. And I also realize that the core of me and the core of you the core of every single one of us, there is no exclusion, even the worst person you can think, the cruelest, most vulgar person you can think of, still at the core of who they are is love and purity. And they were built and created through love. And that is hard to wrap our minds around in certain ways, isn't it? Like, but no way that person does not have an yes. Yes, they do. And that's where it grows you into a very compassionate, empathetic, and understanding leader. When you have spirituality and faithfulness in your life, you also lend yourself into this beautiful experience of trust. You start to trust the process. You start to trust people. You start to really trust yourself in this amazing journey of life that we are all on. Because you really see things for what they are, you start to realize there's two experiences. There's love, which is our spirit and our soul. It's pure, it's holy, it's good. There is nothing other than beauty in that core and essence of who we are. And the other one is our humanness, our human experience. And I refer to that as ego, this part of us that lives in fear, judgment what ifs, anxiety, everything that is outside of love is in our human, our ego. And here's the cool thing is in this lifetime, we were given both. And that duality 
is really what is teaching us and growing us into our best selves. Pillar number one, something to listen to. If you are in the midst of this right now, go back and listen to it. But it is so supportive. They do not need to be good or bad. It's just the B and the recognition of am I in love or am I in fear right now? And when you can say, oh gosh, this is not love. I'm not making my decisions through love. I'm not feeling in love. I am feeling fear or I'm feeling anger. I'm feeling judgment or I'm feeling anxiety. We get to, because it's a part of us, make the distinction and the decision to move back into love. Easier said than done. This is a practice. And I told you through these pillars, I would give you practices and tangible tools to support you in this. And pillar number two is spirituality by no coincidence, by no coincidence. As a matter of fact, I wanted it to be number one, but I knew for a lot of people they needed and desired to anchor into themselves first to at least open yourself up to more when it comes to faith and spirituality. I know many people have been hurt through religion. I am one of them. I had an experience in my adult life in a church that was nothing short of disgusting. It was actually appalling and it hurt me. It hurt my family. And it was the stake in the ground, I suppose, to be like, I am not participating in religion. This is not spirituality. This is the polar opposite. And I reject it. I reject it because here's what I learned through my mentor that was so interesting to me. And I want to gift this to you because I get it, but a lot of people don't. And this really stems from the hurt from religion. So I want to gift this to you. This is honestly a present with a pretty bow and something for you just to consider and sit with. She said, and I don't remember where she said if it was a podcast, so I can't tell you where it came from, but um, she said, isn't it interesting that Santa Claus is this jolly old white man and he has a beard and rosy cheeks and he's got a jolly old tummy and he's full of candy canes and candy and presents and gifts and everybody loves him. The children and the parents line up for hours to get a picture with Santa and the parents will even put their kids on his lap and trust him in that and say, tell Santa anything you want. What are the things you want? And those kids with big eyes and big hearts proclaim to Santa, I want a truck or I want a Barbie or I want a trip or they are just so willing to share to Santa what they desire and what their dreams are and what their hopes are for Christmas morning. If that's what you celebrate, but it doesn't matter because you're going to get it at the end of this. Okay. So just hang with me. Isn't it interesting that Santa is happy and full of joy and brings great memories? And he's just this jolly old fella. He's never mean. He's never angry. He's just happy and makes everybody's dreams and wishes come true. This is how we perceive Santa in our modern world. Then there's God. God is often perceived as this white man with a long beard and a staff, and he's looking down his nose and saying, how dare you sin and bad for you and you will pay. And there are consequences to your actions. And he is judging us and he's angry with us and he wants to punish us. So many of us have been confused because the God I know is the jolly old soul. That's who I know. 
and we've got it backwards. We give our love and adoration and joy and smiles and openness to a facade of Santa. And yet we won't gift that and see that through the spirit of God, who in fact would give you anything you desired as long as you asked. And sometimes you don't even have to. He will love you regardless of what you do and what you go through and what you say and the actions you take is full of compassion. I mean, oozes love from the depths of the soul that we will never fully understand. And that's what faith is. It's understanding or believing in something that is not tangible, that we can't even articulate properly. So I give you that gift because I wonder if that would help you realize how you may be looking at spirituality as something very different than what it is simply because of the experiences you've had through religion or the church or someone who has proclaimed themselves as spiritual. See, spirituality is so pure and so potent and so available, and it is only about us tapping in. It is only about us sinking in, tapping in, and adding in little practices throughout your day that start to build your awareness and heighten you into the possibility to realize there's so much more than what we can understand. That abundance takes on a whole new meaning when you attach it to spirituality. That God does not believe money is the root of all evil. That God actually says, be wealthy, be rich, be prosperous, and share and give and be and squeeze out everything you can in this life. He is your biggest cheerleader. He has pom-poms in the stands cheering you on and whistling and saying, more, come on, more. But somehow we've lost that message in the humanness of religion and our experiences. And we've walked out of love and into fear and into judgment and into sometimes even anger. How do we make sense of it? Well, that's another podcast for another day. And if you want more information just about God and the irreligious life, I do have podcasts from 2021 with Bruxy Cavey. You can go search those. He is my spiritual mentor and somebody who has really allowed me to go into the depth of what this gets to be. So I do recommend you go back and visit those if this is something you'd love to explore. But let's talk about the practices, assuming maybe that you are not completely tapped in or anchored into spirituality, or you're just at least resistant in the moment. Maybe right now you're like, I don't know what you're talking about, Jen, or this is not what I signed up for this masterclass. I didn't know we were going to go here. We're going here because I cannot lead you part way. I cannot be in full integrity and not give you all I've got. You know, my iconic experience, this year-long program that so many of you have come into, and by the way, that is always open and always available. You get to really see that through me. We go deep and we talk about the things that matter because when we talk about the things that matter, we then walk into life and into our relationships and into our experiences really open-minded. We're not held back by 
beliefs or disbeliefs. And so spirituality is absolutely a core pillar value and belief of mine that I know gets to be a part of our experience and is also yours to hold and to have and to create. I do not want to create this for you. That's the beauty of this. This is truly a relationship and one you get to sink into. So what are the practices you could do? Number one, it actually really plays off of pillar number one of you and it's creating the space and time. Now you could call it meditation. You can call it prayer. I just call it quiet. I don't like naming anything when it comes to spirituality. When there's a rule or a box, I'm like, me, I can't do that because none of this fits into any box or any reality per se. So if meditation is your practice, meditate. If prayer is your practice, pray. For me, it's quiet and space because the one thing I know about prayer and relationship is it's not a talking to. You also get to receive through your spirituality. And when I sit, I can tell you, I hear and receive so many downloads. It makes me emotional. It is one of the biggest gifts of my day. The willingness of God to share and provoke and nudge me and direct me and take an idea and make it even bigger. I mean, what a gift. We call it intuition. We call it guidance. And I am so grateful that I am tapped into those things. For me, it comes through quiet. So how can you make the space to receive and hear and be in relationship, remembering that communication is not just speaking to, but listening? Do I hear a big voice like, Jen, you should do the iconic experience? No. What I hear is, yes, more. You can. Great idea. What about this? Talk to that person. Let this person know you're thinking of them. Yes, you've got this. Yes, you can. Yes, you do. That's what I hear. It is a champion of Jen, that voice, and is also a champion to you. It is not exclusive, it is so inclusive. And we all get to have this. This is what's so special. We all get this. So quiet and space is imperative. The other thing that I love are little things like um, saging or um, lighting a candle, something with intention where I'm saying, I remember the other day, for example, I did my office, I saged my office, I cleaned it all up and really got rid of the clutter. And I thought, I want to sage. And I, I lit the sage and I was going around the room and I was like, God, you know, I'm so excited for this year ahead and any energy, anything that's been in here, whether my beliefs or whether on a piece of paper or an energy that came into my world this past year that no longer fits, let this smoke carry it away. I trust you to remove this from my space. And it was so sacred and so beautiful. And when I was done, there was a lightness, a peacefulness, a calmness about me. And those practices, I just love. It's intention. It's speaking life into ourselves. It's sinking into love. It's removing self-limiting beliefs and fears and what ifs and doubts. And it's sinking completely into the essence and the truths of who we are. I love 
reading my Bible or reading scripture or reading a book that someone is interpreting the scripture to really start my level of discernment. There is a level of study to this, of understanding. Because for me, when I start to wrap my mind around spirituality and the the vastness of that, I can get very in my head. Like none of this makes sense. I don't know. Is this even real? Which leads me into another just point here is asking questions and having doubts around spirituality does not mean you do not believe as a matter of fact, that's normal and a part of the journey in the relationship. Everybody has questions. Everybody has doubts. Everybody. So don't allow those things to stand in the way of your curiosity and your study and your wonder. Just allow those questions to be. I'm just really having a hard time believing there's a God. Like, God, I'm like, I don't understand this concept. I don't get it. And let that be. Speak it out and receive the answers. Be willing to hear. Be willing to have these winks, these God winks show up in your life. It could be a butterfly that lands on your your knee. It could come through song. It could come through a bird. It could come through a child. It could come through numbers on the clock. There are so many ways we are being spoken to that we either pay attention to or we don't. And there's a lot of people who walk through their day and pay very little attention to all the guidance and nudge and love and support that they're receiving. And that's a choice. But you can also choose to have your eyes wide open and with anticipation, seek the ways in which you're being supported. Seek the ways in which you can have those winks like, ah, there's angels, there's support, there's God. Thank you. Thank you. I'm good to receive. I love you too. That these things make everything so much more powerful and beautiful and experiential. And it's all about intention. So there's practices you can do. I also really love to sink into music. Music to me is a miracle that we have at our fingertips and in our ears all the time, 24 seven available to us that we completely take for granted. Like, do you realize the magnitude and the miraculous, what's the word even? I mean, it's so big for me. Just the ability for someone to take seven notes and create millions and millions and millions of sounds and songs with different genres and different feelings. I mean, music is a miracle. So I have a playlist on Spotify. You're welcome to go download it to support you. And I listen to it on my Sundays. My kids know, my husband knows I sing. I love doing food prep. And I really love sinking into some spiritual music. It's called Soul Food. You'll find it over on Spotify under my name, Jen Spiegel, and just save it and go to it. And it has beautiful music that will support you and drop in the words to challenge you into the new week and to just create that awareness, that slight edge into moreness, into moreness, (laughs) but you know what I mean? And into the spiritual realm to realize it's bigger than we even imagined. So music is definitely a practice. And lastly is nature. I talked about how nature is so perfect and so pure and there are no mistakes. And when you plant your feet in the grass or hear the snow under your feet as you walk on a hike in the trees and you look up at the beautiful blue sky and the sun shining 
or you see the moon at night and the stars glistening, I mean, how can any of us deny God, love, source, the bigness, the beauty, and the gift and blessing that is all around us at all times and always available? These things will help you and support you in understanding and growing and fostering your spirituality. God is not here judging you, wanting less for you, wanting you to suffer in order to have that success, or wanting you to play a little bit smaller, dim your light a little bit, Jen, because you're being too big out there. That is not the God I know. The God I know is saying, go and be and have and do. And please, for crying out loud, learn the lessons, apply the lessons, love each other, love yourself, because by loving yourself, you are loving me. I made you. I built you. You are loved. You are always supported. I am always available. I am everywhere in all things, from the sip of your coffee and the smell of your coffee in the morning to the tips of your toes and the feeling of walking in grass to looking at an ocean and realizing how big and powerful a drop of water can be when it collaborates with others. I mean, friends, it's undeniable. And welcoming this into your world and into your life and business will grow everything beyond any limitations you've currently or have had. It is not religion. It is connection and relationship and love. And when you build from that and you ask hard questions and you're not afraid to have doubt and that doubt is a part of the process, think of a marriage. Have any of you who are in a marriage experienced today where you're like, is this going to work? I'm not entirely sure this is going to work. Like we're not sinking right now. You've all had those feelings. You've all had that question. So if that's okay to have in a marriage, why wouldn't you be able to have that? with source, with spirit, who loves you bigger and more audaciously than you have ever experienced in your human form. There's nothing you could do. There's nothing you could say that will prevent the love to come forward and in and through you. Nothing. And that is something to hold, something to believe in, something to experience something to feel. Allow it to be in your day. Put on the music. Go out into nature. Be in quiet. Ask questions. Study. Go into conversation. And you know where to find me. This masterclass is here to provoke you. And maybe there's a ton of clarity that you're seeking right now. And if that is the type of conversation you want to have, I am so available for that. If I get to be an example of someone who is walking in faith and spirituality and with love, with imperfections, with mistakes, because I also get that human experience and ego is as much a part of me as it is for you. But it's just how do we maneuver through those things in our day? And what do we choose? I choose love way more often than I choose fear. That is learned. That's through healing. That's through grace. That's through seeing and experiencing. And I desire that for you. I really, really do. This is a big pillar with a lot to hold, but I have 
so much faith in us because this is how we show up as very compassionate leaders, leaders who see people and want to pour into people and care, are considerate, integral, all those big words we use so loosely, they all come in and funnel into its purest state when it's funneled through spirituality and faithfulness. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Becoming Iconic, the masterclass. I trust this was a gorgeous experience for you and full of expansion. And now I'm going to give you three opportunities right now to step further into your leadership. And we're going to do that through action and generosity. The first way is please share this podcast right now on your social media and make sure to tag me either Jen Spiegel or Becoming Iconic podcast because I love resharing you. The second thing is through connection, sending the link to someone specific who you thought of as you were listening to this information and this masterclass who came upon your heart. That's a really beautiful form of leadership. And the third way, it takes one minute of your time, but the ripple effect is huge. And that's by leaving a five-star review and a comment below. When you do that, more people learn about becoming iconic masterclass and more people enter this community. And with more comes more souls and more connection and more growth and more expansion and all the things that we all desire. So those three things are ways right now you can show up in your leadership and generosity and action the things that you are learning. I appreciate you so much. I can't wait to be with you again next week. And until then, go carve and create and savor your diamond life. It's yours.